Welcome to another episode of the Glacier Guys podcast. I'm your host, Joey Fernandez. And this week, it's going to be a solo episode uh, as my uh, host, Omar, uh, was not able to be here today. But uh, either way, um, we're going to be talking some MLB today. Uh, pretty pretty short episode, most likely, but uh, still wanted to get something out for you guys. Um, so let's, uh, let's get straight into it. Uh, going to start off with some White Sox talk, of course, uh, as I'm the White Sox fan of the podcast. But um, I, I wanted to start with the Vegas over-under on wins they have. Uh, so the line's currently set at 91 wins, and I feel like that's kind of an easy over. But, I mean, Vegas knows all typically. But, I mean, thinking from a baseball mindset, I think 91 wins feels pretty good uh, as an over uh, at least coming from my perspective personally um as as far as my reasoning goes i think i think obviously the rest of the division got a lot better um i wouldn't say a lot better but they they definitely got better as a whole uh with the royals improving slightly having their young players also progressing along with the tigers uh making some decent signings with uh javi baez and eduardo rodriguez of course but uh, and guys like Riley Green and Spencer, Tork- uh, Spencer Torkelson knocking on the door. Um, I think I think they're going to be the biggest threat in the division. Um, I know the Guardians have some good pitching, but their lineup is extremely lacking. And then, uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, the Twins. I mean, the Twins, they signed Correa. Um, they got Sonny Gray. Uh, they have some decent young players that I do like, but... I think the I think the rest of the the rotation is lacking. Um, I think the White Sox are just far and away the best team in the division. I think they're going to once again run away with it. So, leading to that, I think them beating up on the rest of the division so much is going to add up to at least ninety three to ninety seven wins, somewhere in that range. Uh, I don't think they would reach a hundred just because I think the division got slightly better. But, I mean, they they hit the over on this win total last year without Luis Robert for most of the season, without Eloy for most of the season, with Yasmani Grandal being out for a while, Nick Madrigal while they had him being out. So, I mean, I think that's an easy over in my opinion. Uh, As far as some of the... uh, I want to address the fan base uh, for the White Sox fans. Um... I've seen a lot of negativity surrounding the team lately, and I really don't quite understand. I, I, I truly don't. I mean, if you look at the team top to bottom, they have A's in every category you can really ask for. Uh, they have an A on their lineup. They have an A in their bullpen. They have an A in their rotation. I mean, if you look at the rotation, that's the biggest gripe fans have had so far with them. I mean, if you really look at it, they have the number one, whether or not you want to call it Lance Lynn or Lucas Giolito, they're interchangeable. Then three, D- Dylan Cease. Four, uh, I'll call it Michael Kopech. And then five, Dallas Keuchel. I mean, that's extremely solid. You have a mix of veterans and young players with upside. I think you can't really go wrong with anybody in that rotation. I know Dallas Keuchel had a rough year last year, but I don't think that was, I don't think that was him. I really don't. I know he had a back issue last year, and that kind of affected his control, and that's the kind of what he relies on solely to become, uh, to rely on. <laughs> Sorry about that. I thought someone walked in on me uh, in the midst of the recording, but like I was saying, 
I think Dallas Keuchel had a back issue last year that greatly hindered him, uh, especially since he's not the most overpowering pitcher. He really gets by on his control, and if he can't if he can't control where his pitches are going, he's going to get rocked. So, I think he, he I think he goes back to the mean this year. Not saying that he's going to go back to Cy Young ace level or anything like that, but I think he's going to go back to maybe a one ten ERA plus, maybe a four ERA or something like that, which is extremely solid. And I I think that's more than plausible for him. And then as far as Michael Kopech goes, he's going, I, I want to say he pitches as many innings as Carlos Rodon did last year, which obviously Carlos Rodon's innings were very quality, but I don't see any reason Michael Kopech obviously may not live up to that exactly, but I could see him easily living up to at least two-thirds of that, and that's all we really need because a guy like Dylan Cease is only going to get better. Lance Lynn is going to stay Lance Lynn. He's the most consistent pitcher we probably have. And Lucas Giolito is only getting better also because he put on muscle this offseason, and I know he's looking to prove something. So I see no issue with that. And then as far as the bullpen goes, I mean, <laughs> need I say more? I mean, they have Liam Hendricks. They have Craig Kimbrell. They have Aaron Bummer. They have Kendall Graveman, who they signed. They have Garrett Crochet. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a lot of guys. Uh, Joe Kelly. I mean, the guys can go three innings, and I think we'd be, still be fine coming out of the bullpen with that. I mean, that's the best bullpen in baseball, no doubt in my mind. I mean, argue with me. I, I, I truly think that's the truth, and I don't think it can be argued otherwise personally. But that being said, uh, uh, another strength of the team, which is <laughs> it seems like every part of the team is a strength, but uh, starting off with the lineup, if you really look at it, uh, you have I'll, I'll I'll just read off the projected lineup and then I'll go from there. Uh, number one, Tim Anderson. Two, Luis Robert. Three, Jose Abreu. Four, Yoan Moncada. Five, Eloy Jimenez. Six, Yasmani Grandal. Seven, Gavin Sheets. 8, Josh Harrison, and 9, it says Larry Garcia, but I'll go with Andrew Vaughn just to make it look better, or Adam Engel, and that's that's great. I mean, the only really weak link, if you put Andrew Vaughn in there, is Josh Harrison, and he's not even that bad. Uh, he's a very league average hitter who can do a lot of things at the plate, and he's a more of a defensive first guy in the first place. So that's extremely impressive, and I see no reason why this team doesn't <laughs> doesn't win uh, 95 games plus. So, uh, I mean, what, what else there is to say on the topic? Uh, there's... <laughs> There's a lot of rumblings about the White Sox need to go out and sign Michael Conforto, who was recently reported that he had an injury to his shoulder in January, and he wasn't able to talk to teams up until a week ago. So that makes a lot of sense why his market's been really slow. But I don't, I mean, obviously I'd love to have him on the White Sox. Uh, it'd be, it'd just add more depth to the team and, I mean, just add the add to that killer lineup that, that they already have. So obviously I'd want him but I don't think it's the end of the world if we don't I, I think that it, it may just add at bats for younger players down the line and uh, that might even just add to more progression and realize that we may not even have needed him in the first place but that's a pretty optimistic way to see it uh, I think a lot of people are going towards the pessimistic side which is pretty typical I guess of White Sox fans as of late but uh, for the most part 
I I like I like where they're sitting at with the right field uh, position because I was one of those people at at, at first uh, thinking that we needed someone in right field, but looking at it, I think a mix of Larry Garcia, Adam Engel, Andrew Vaughn, and Gavin Sheets will be more than fine personally. I mean, barring injuries and stuff like that, but I think that the platoon options that we have are perfectly fine. Um, if you look at a team like the Rays, they they do so well uh, with with making things like this work at multiple positions, not just one, but uh, I mean probably like four or five at least of their positions. So uh, I, I'm okay with it. And then as far as uh, the Sean Manaya Frankie Montas thing, I think I mean obviously it'd be nice to have one of them, but with the depleted farm system that the White Sox already have, do you want to risk even more? You know, I because most likely since we don't really have much to give up in the farm system, we're gonna have to give up major league talent. And do you really want to do that? I don't. I don't know. I don't really see. I don't really see a good scenario for wanting to do that. You know, I don't know. For the right price, sure. Uh, I think Sean Manaya is much more viable, but I think I. I just think the price is too high, and I think Oakland is going for a finesse more than more so than trying to dump him. You know, but. Uh, moving on, uh, I just wanted to pick some division winners. Um, let's see. I'll start with the AL West. Uh, for the AL West, um, I think it's going to be extremely interesting. I'm very high in the Mariners this year. A little down on the Angels, so uh, I'll go. I'll go with the Astros winning the division. Uh, I know it's a boring pick, but it just makes a lot of sense. So I'll go in order of the teams. Uh, I got. Astros 1, Mariners 2, Angels 3, Rangers 4, and A's 5. I think it's a little too early for the Rangers. They made some good moves this offseason, but they have much more work to do. And the A's, I mean, they're just, (laughs) it's a fire sale over there, so there's nothing really much to say there. Uh, Moving on to the AL Central, obviously I have the White Sox winning it by a landslide. Uh, Second up. I'm going to go with the Tigers. Uh, I think they're improving a lot, and I like their long, young players that they have coming up a lot, as I said before. Uh, three, I got the Guardians. I think their pitching is going to keep most games close, and they're going to be able to steal a lot of games that people wouldn't expect them to win. And then four, I'm going to go with the Twins. I think they have a, a very good lineup. Well, I, I'll say very good. And their pitching is just going to hold them back very much. Uh, seems to be a trend for them. And then last place, I got the Royals. Uh Still still early for them. Uh, they still have some young players I'm excited to watch Bobby with this year, but it just doesn't seem like it's their time quite yet. And then next up, AL East. This is the toughest division in baseball, in my opinion. Uh, I think I think I don't. that's not a hot take or anything, but I think that's what most people believe. And for first place, a lot of people are like, a lot of people are high on the Blue Jays, but I still have the Rays in first place. I, I really see, I really just believe in the Rays. I, I really don't understand why people continue to doubt them year after year. But, uh, I mean, I'm not low on the Blue Jays by any means. I just feel like they're getting a little too much hype for a team that hasn't done it yet. So, uh, second place, I have the Blue Jays. Third place, I have the Red Sox. And fourth place, I have the Yankees. I just like the Trevor Story move a lot for the Red Sox, and I think their pitching is going to find a way just to hold their weight while the lineup just mashes like always. And then for the Yankees, I just feel like they have a lot of holes in their team, and they're kind of lacking 
uh, any moves. They they really didn't do much this offseason, and you'd kind of like to see them do something, and they, they just kind of didn't. They kind of just flirted with the idea of doing things. And for the last place team, it's the Orioles, obviously. I mean, not even close. But for the AL East, I feel like all of the wild card spots could go to the AL East. They could have four playoff teams, um, at least three, obviously. But with the National League, I'm going to start with the NL West. And clear favorite, Dodgers, of course. Um, need I say anything else? Uh, signed Freddie Freeman. Lost Max Scherzer, but the Dodgers are the Dodgers. They got Clayton Kershaw back. They lost Kenley Jansen. But, I mean, if you look at that lineup, there's not a hole in sight. So, going to keep on trucking along, uh, winning 100-plus for sure. Uh, second place, I have the – man. I'm going to go with the Giants. I think I think the Giants are going to hold steady, but I think them and the Padres are going to be the real race for second place. I think I think they're both going to be hovering somewhere in the 90s, maybe the mid-90s, and it's going to be a race up until the end, and I'm really excited to see that because I think the Padres are definitely going to bounce back. They're not as bad as they were last year, for sure. And I think the Giants overachieved a little bit, so the Giants are going to regress to the mean, and the and the Padres are going to progress to the mean. So, I think, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be very interesting to see where that goes. I think the Padres not having Tatis for a while is going to really hurt them, but either way, I still think they're extremely talented and they're going to be really good. But for fourth place, I'll go with the Rockies. Uh, just signed Chris Bryant. That's really it. <laughs> and then the D-backs. They're, uh, they signed Cattell Marte to a, an, an extension, but besides that, uh, not really much going on there. Uh, NL Central. This one's pretty tough, but I will say I think I have the Cardinals winning just based off of the consistency that they have and how much, like, they just have so much balance on their team. They don't really have anything special. Uh, nobody really crazy. I mean, they they have Tyler O'Neill who had a great year last year, and Paul Goldschmidt who's really solid also. But they just have a very steady team full of re- really consistent players, and I think that that's the kind of thing that builds winning baseball, especially for the worst division in baseball. <laughs> but uh, second place, I have the Brewers, and I think if their lineup was even like a little bit better, they they definitely win this division easily. But they 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 can't hit like they they just they just won't hit for sure um i don't see christian yelich really bouncing back all that much as he just keeps continuing to hit the ball into the ground i mean he's a solid player but i don't think he's ever going to get back to that mvp level so i got them in second place third place i have the chicago cubs um they're on the up and up they spent some money this offseason good for them but they have some players that uh, have a lot of High variance, and I don't really like that as far as Patrick Wisdom and the Frank Schwindels and the Rafael Ortegas of the world. I mean, you just, it's hard to bank on guys like that, especially with the small sample size and the way the advanced stats don't favor them very much, like with Patrick Wisdom with his 40% K rate or uh, Frank Schwindel with his high Babbitt. I, I, I just don't have much faith in those guys, personally. Uh, and then in fourth, I have the Reds, uh, one of those fire sale teams trading away Jesse Winker and Sonny Gray. So, I mean, nothing much going on there. And the Pirates, uh, <laughs> the Pirates of the Pirates, uh, they're rumored to be trading Brian Reynolds at some point. So, to the pa- to the Padres potentially. But if that's the case, I mean, not looking too great. 
Uh, so for the NL East, this is an exciting division. I'm uh, I'm anticipating this one heavily because I'm not really sure where this is gonna go exactly. Um, I think I got the Mets winning for sure, but the Phillies, the Phillies kind of excite me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie; they signed Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos, and they got a couple guys in the bullpen, and it. It feels like it could be a good year for them, but I you got to go with the defending champs at least in second place. I, they're getting Ronald Acuna back. They got Matt Olson to replace Freddie Freeman. I mean, it's almost it's almost a lateral move, but it just a little worse slightly. I'll I'll say that. But uh, I think this is a good team. They added Kenley Jansen also. Their bullpen looks really nice. So they're gonna come in second place, but it's more so the Mets getting better than the Braves getting worse. If that makes sense. Uh, because the Mets adding Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett, Mark Hanna, Starling Marte, and I'm probably forgetting someone else. So that's <laughs> that's disgusting. Um, third place, the Phillies. Obviously, as I was saying before, they had those additions, and they're going to be solid. They're going to be competing for a playoff spot, no doubt. Probably make it, in my opinion. And then the fourth place team would probably be the Marlins. I think they're on the up and up, but not quite yet. Uh, they got Jorge Soler uh, signed Alcantara to an extension. They're they're making the right moves. They're just a, a ways away. And then last place they got the Nationals signed Nelson Cruz, signed Cesar Hernandez. Why exactly? Not really sure, but you know uh, they're making some moves. They're attempting to win. I think so. Uh, that that concludes the uh, division rankings, uh, and that also concludes the episode for the week. I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, the episode can be accessed on the library's website, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and uh, see you next week. Peace.